0: Hello, welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. I'm David Wheatley, and we're here to talk all things leadership. Well, hello, and my guest this week is Lance Satterthwaite. Lance is one of my colleagues at Humanity. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to make virtual team building really work today. So welcome, Lance. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And I love the flag you're flying behind you. Uh, Represent. For those that are listening, there's a really nice Humanity logo tacked behind Lance. So um, welcome, Lance. And just uh, I normally start off with a new guest to say, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Give me the one minute kind of potted history of Lance Satterthwaite. Sure.
1: Well, you said that last name very, uh, very well. Uh, so I've actually, uh, I often tell people I'm a uh, recovering social worker. So I spent about 15 years working with uh, youth and families. And throughout that whole experience, a uh, part of that passion was bringing groups of people together. Uh, so really doing a lot of team building um, as a part of it, whether it was groups of youth or groups of families. Uh, so about 13 years ago, I had the opportunity to join a wonderful organization called Human Energy. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of leadership and team development stuff. And a part of that uh, still has always been doing some, uh, specifically doing some team building. We always call it flap uh, fun with a purpose. Um, but it's always been a, a part of the passion is how do you connect people and how do you build uh, those relationships?
0: And we both come from the same roots in some ways, that very experiential-based team building activities. And now, uh, been back in in the business world, we've been doing it in classrooms and conference rooms. And now we're challenged to go one step further and say, how do we continue that real deep sense of experiential engagement using a platform like Zoom? And by the way, I've been to the village of Satterthwaite. That's why I know how to say it. (laughs) So, if I start off, why is it important, do you think, that we we as teams and as work colleagues are connected?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I think uh, my mind first goes to really like what's the business case behind the value of connection? And at least a couple of thoughts uh, immediately come to my mind. Um, one is uh, it actually comes from uh, Stephen Covey Jr.'s book, The Speed of Trust, and he has a, an equation in there. And he talks about with increased trust comes increased speed and reduction in cost or the vice versa. And I actually think, so the more people are connected and the more you're building trusting working relationships, there's some intangible piece there that becomes very tangible in terms of uh, a bottom line uh, business result. I also think if you think about uh, teams that work well together, right? When they're connected, they tend to feel uh, uh, safer, more readily, um, share ideas and insights. And I actually think, so just if you think about the level of collaboration or the level of problem solving that happens when people more freely express themselves, uh, there's a lot of value in solving real world problems. Now, uh, the other thing I'd say is go to the opposite end of that, which is what happens when people on a team uh, either feel isolated or less connected and less supported, eventually that shows up in terms of their motivation uh, and their productivity. So I think there's a real business case uh, to it. The last thing I'm gonna say on it is, uh, so my background is psychology. I think a lot of us have uh, you know, that sort of psychology background, but there's so many psychologists that talk about basic human needs And one of those basic human needs, psychological needs is belonging. And uh, so the more we can actually help people feel connected and belong to a part of a group, uh, the better they are both internally, psychologically, but I also would say then, uh, just being able to work well as a team.
0: So there's a real business case for uh, maintaining the community. And as we've gone through COVID and people have been pushed out immediately to working from home, Uh, that um, one of the things I know I've heard a lot of is how do we maintain that connection when we are all remote and we can't just walk by the office next door and we're not hanging out around the snacks or the water cooler and that all those natural connections that happen, the organic connections are missing and that's having a detrimental effect on both the the individuals and the results that we're getting.
1: Absolutely, and I think you're right. Uh, So even if you take what's happened in covid If people have gone virtual, uh, some of what's happened on the team, it may change some of their goals and their roles and whatnot, but the biggest difference for sure has been uh, all of that, uh, we used to call it uh, back in the day, being in each other's quote life space, right? Just being able to see each other, make eye contact, uh, the quick smiles, uh, you know, uh, shooting the bull, so to speak, that's the stuff that sometimes is missing. And that, again, that intangible stuff is actually what is very tangible.
0: Yeah, I've noticed uh, for the first few weeks of, of being on Zoom, a lot of people were using the background function and and putting up a picture of some beach somewhere. And I've noticed that's dying off a little bit as people have got used to whatever their background is. They're making sure that, that the people are, are real about what's behind them and, and what people are seeing and, and changing things up. Uh, and as I'm saying that, I'm looking at my background, to see, <laughs> see what's in there. But, but that's part of that connection, isn't it? I've, I'm finding that more people are putting things behind them that they want you to notice, because they want that connection.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. I was watching the news the other day and I happened to, you know, watch somebody who's Zooming from their house and uh, talking, but one of the person's backgrounds was really a couple pictures uh, that had their kids or their parents and that kind of stuff. And I thought uh, that is a way of actually seeing a person as a person and kind of connecting with them on what's most important.
0: So how do we make this happen? I mean, you've been doing some work very directly with bringing team building to a number of different clients. What are some of the best practices you've learned to make virtual teamwork and virtual team building come alive?
1: Sure. So the first thing I going to say is uh, turn on that camera. I think a lot of people are always hesitant about that. But there really is something to be said that the power of communication to be able to communicate effectively uh, starts a lot with the nonverbals. I know a lot of people uh, talk about anywhere between 75 and 90% of all communication is everything nonverbal. So it's not the words, right? Being able to see people, uh, see facial expressions, uh, understand uh, tone and all that. So, number one is uh, definitely turn the camera on. Um, part two is uh, I do think look at the actual structures you have in place, right? So let's take meetings, for instance. A part of every meeting output uh, has this aspect of, there's something related to team development, right? So if you uh, start your meeting really with a, hey, let's go around and check in with each other, uh, see how the week's going, um, I even read online, somebody uh, starts their meeting with a rose and a thorn, which is what's the one thing that's gone well and the one thing that uh, that you've struggled with, with uh, this week. So any of that check-in uh, I think is important. If you have that a part of your structure, great. If not, I would encourage you uh, include it. Other things that people already have probably built in things like recognition or even celebrations like somebody's birthday. I know we've done a uh, a good slash terrible job of singing happy birthday uh, to our coworkers. And I say terrible just because of the uh, uh, some of the uh, singing voices and the the Zoom experience has a delay, so it's interesting. But really, still being able to recognize and celebrate. I don't
0: know Uh, if I should take offense to that or not, but uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, uh, I've been a part of that uh, that piece as well. Um, You actually are the one that's in a band. I'm not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you've you've heard my band.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's for a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but if you're doing anything around, you know, think about um, personality assessments or book clubs, things that you're naturally doing. All of that is very possible virtual. So I just encourage you first, look at your existing structures you're using and continue those on.
0: Well, it's just, I mean, there's one thing I'd throw in. We have just done Michigan State's Executive MBA orientation, which is a two-day uh, program. And I spoke to Corey about it a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago. And one of the things we found was when we were asked to pivot, just about everything was doable uh, virtually. We just had to think a little bit more creatively about how that worked. Uh, And even at one point where we would normally get them to wander around campus and take their pictures in front of various places, uh, when challenged with that, I I said, I'm going to get them to do the same thing. And even though they're remote, let's get them to do the same thing and, and work out where those pictures are and insert their own pictures into pictures of them on campus. So at least they've had some virtual exploration of the campus. And, uh, and some of the creative re- results were amazing in, in the time that we gave them.
1: Yeah. So that's exactly it, right? Is how do you, and I think the word you said there is creatively uh, tweak something so that it still works. It's still, uh, you know, really an awesome experience for people. So that's awesome. So if you take um, the idea of what you're already doing. And then it's like, okay, so then build on that idea. So are there new structures uh, that you can actually do? Um, I know, so I just go back to at the beginning of uh, the pandemic in in March, um, I know one large company in in Michigan, I have a friend that uh, works there. She said that specifically, they actually requested that uh, each supervisor reach out to them just daily uh, and check in with them. And they almost had this red, yellow, green, how are you doing uh, kind of thing. But I think that's a small example of demonstrating some care and some connection uh, to people. It's a new structure. And at the same time, um, it's something that's doable and workable, right? Uh, at Hume Energy, we've talked around uh, doing a couple different things. So uh, we've created the idea of a monthly virtual lunch last Friday of every month if people are available. So it's not a required thing, but if people are available, hey, just show up on the Zoom call and let's have lunch and just chit chat similar to if we were going to you know, grab lunch uh, in downtown Marshall and uh, uh, just be able to catch up. Um, you know, I, I hear people talk about uh, creating I mean, water cooler Zooms, which is the same sort of idea, right, is uh, once a day, hey, at nine o'clock, uh, we're just going to check in, kick off the day, then go about our work. But that sort of connection, I think, is a, is a really great, uh, you know, creative way. Let's create some new structures that, again, help people actually see each other, help people to feel connected.
0: Now yeah, there's a sweet spot to that as well, because I was talking to a client this week that was saying, hey, when the pandemic hit, we said, let's all touch base and with this level of uh, intensity, and, and now they're at that point where they, they log in and they say, what have we got to say that we didn't say yesterday, kind of thing. So uh, they're readjusting the frequency of their touch bases, because you know, I, I absolutely agree that up front, it was necessary more frequently to work out what was going on and what was happening, but then... We go down to, we find a natural place where it settles that says, okay, this is frequent enough that we've got something to talk about, but not so frequent that I'm not getting any work done. Sure. Yep.
1: Well, I know an author that wrote a book called What Great Teams Do Great, and a part of their improvement cycle is how will we communicate? And so I think you're right. During the pandemic at the beginning, most people probably changed what they were doing from a communication structure, and as things evolve, you uh, again, relook at that and say, do we need to now communicate at that level of frequency or what is the right level so that we actually can be still a great team?
0: Yeah, so if we're, if we're looking at things like um, turning the camera on, what's the frequency, how we're gonna communicate, how we're gonna to touch base, if I transition a little bit, to how do we actually do team building? So what's one or two actual team building activities we could do via Zoom? that uh, that you've found uh, have moved from the like a physical world to the virtual world?
1: Sure. Uh, so let me start with a principle, which is I do think uh, often fun is the shortest distance between two people, right? So if we're gonna actually build connections, uh, you know, let's create something that is interesting, that is engaging and uh, lets people have a little bit of fun. Um, so the first one that makes my mind is, Uh, Pictures are worth thousands of words. Uh, And so any kind of uh, picture, you know, like if people are talking about either their week or that kind of stuff, you can easily call up on your phone, uh, show a digital picture. Um, I recently worked with a group that was relatively new to each other and a part of coming in was, uh, they were to bring three pictures to help introduce themselves. And I was thinking like, in a group of 10 people, this is probably gonna take, I don't know, 10 minutes, about a minute per person. Uh, it was actually taking a half hour and it, it really got into a level of conversation in depth that I had no idea uh, would occur. So I do think uh, the opportunity to share photos um, is help uh, is a way to help build some connections. Um, There are some uh, go to team building, uh, like icebreaker type things. So if you've ever played the game like two truths and a lie. So if I share three things about myself, um, uh, and two of those statements are true, one is not. I've seen a lot of groups just even do that to kick off like conferences or uh, meetings. And, you know, it just helps people to get to know some unique things and some different things about one another. I've even seen it where people submit those say to the facilitator or the uh leader ahead of time and then people actually guess uh uh, who came up with those statements so again i think anytime you have the opportunity to share something more about yourselves uh the better that is we do a exercise uh as you know called quick connections uh back in the day we always joked it was sort of speed dating where people would you know interview some people one-on-one um but the idea is Come up with some different questions. So rather than like, hey, how are you doing or how was your week? Are there some unique and different questions you could ask people to get to know each other really at a different level? So, you know, think of something like, uh, what is your favorite vacation spot? Or, hey, if you could have lunch with a, a historical figure, who would it be and why? Um, I recently uh, uh, shared a list of questions with a group I was doing some team building with uh, in the the big home run question for them was how long would you last surviving in a zombie apocalypse? So anything like that, I think uh, is a great way of getting to know some people.
0: I find that the adding of and why to a lot of them is the way you get to the depth. Uh, One of my favorites I heard recently was uh, power of flight or invisibility, which one and why? And uh, and you get into some of those that just explore folks a little bit deeper.
1: And which one would you choose?
0: <laughs> oh, flight, flight, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay, fair enough. All right. So, you know, I think anything like that, that's a easily conversion to, you know, an online uh, forum. Um, I'll mention a couple more that come to my mind. Um, a lot of times uh, when I have groups get together, I try and help link like what, you know, besides what makes them diverse and different, what do they have in common? Uh, So there's a uh, pretty easy exercise, which is let's take uh, five minutes and try and find five things that we have in common. But the challenge is, Let's find five most unique things. So it's not like, uh, hey, do we all breathe air or, you know, (laughs) eat every day? That's not what we're talking about. But it's like, have we all been to uh, uh, Europe or have we all been to Satterthwaite, the village uh, in England or something like that, right, to uh, try and identify that. So both of our
0: family names are named after small villages (laughs) in the north of England.
1: (laughs) See, we, we have that in common. <laughs> so I do think there's that, um, you know, just that idea of linking to each other, again, getting to know each other. Uh, I know one of the uh, fun ones we've been doing recently with groups or um, uh, has been a scavenger hunt. So, you know, create a list of uh, 10 to 20 items, uh, you can actually divide them up into uh, teams. Um, and, you know, uh, on Zoom, we do the breakout room feature, put them put them into some teams, get a little bit of competition going, but come up with a list. So something easy, like a, maybe it's like find a shoebox. So you have all these items laying around your house, uh, let the team collaborate let the team do some work together. And I think you can have some fun with it. Uh, so, you know, some items like whether it's a crazy hat or uh, your best sarcastic mug or magnet uh, that you have sitting around. Again, I think all of that, uh, it just generates some fun. It just generates uh, uh, the ability to see each other, connect uh, with each other at a, at a different level. Um, so, you know, the last piece I'd leave you with is uh, uh, Plato has a quote or at least it's referenced to him, which is you can learn more about a person in an hour of play uh, than a year of conversation. You know? And so again, I think fun is a basic human need. So any kind of fun you can interject uh, with the group, um, even if it's as simple as, uh, hey, we're gonna take five minutes and do uh, you know, your worst joke contest uh, at a PG-13 level, anything like that, uh, creates some laughs, uh, it builds some bonding.
0: I think it's, a, it's there's a series of great ideas there and there's lots of combinations of all of them. So you're setting out some kind of routes that say, uh, like if you take the scavenger hunt and uh, two truths and a lie. And uh, I know one of them I've heard people have said is you've got 30 seconds from now to go and find something that's old, something that's precious and something that's from far away and bring them back to your screen. And then we'll look and there's this combination of tell the stories about what they are and or, have people try and work out which one's old which one's from far away and which one's precious hmm. uh, and so you I, mean, I think what you've laid out there is a set of basic underlying rules and then people can get creative around how they they make the exercise on the on top of that uh, using some of the the parameters you've identified
1: yeah i think that's great In fact, I'm going to steal that one with pride so thank you <laughs>
0: so well that's the beauty of it isn't it that's yeah. um you know i've seen people sharing the um, uh, whiteboard function on um, uh, Zoom here and doing some kind of charades. Uh, that...
1: that would be charades for those <laughs> speaking other than proper English. <laughs>
0: Thank, you. Thank you for that, Mr. Th- <laughs> Satterthwaite. So the uh, you can play that, and drawing with your mouse is not the easiest thing in the world, but uh, it creates some fun as well. So uh, using actually using the system can help as well.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, I think, um, you know, I know I've done, uh, because I was asked to put together some team building programs for some groups that I every year work with. And I know initially, I was like, holy cow, how is this going to work? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, if you just type in virtual and remote team building, there's a lot of really good ideas out on the internet. And I think that same idea, which is some people are using systems, actual, they have designed uh, systems around virtual team building, if that's, route uh, that you would ever want to go
0: yeah and I go back to some of the old resources like the Carl Ronke project adventure stuff that had lots of games in so many of those are transferable if you just have a little bit of thought to them Mm -hmm. and and think about how would we play this online how would we connect
1: uh,
0: um, virtually in the same way absolutely so thanks Lance I appreciate you joining us today and uh, any other resources you'd
1: point people to You know, I think, um, one, use your internal resource. So I do think um, just ask your team, uh, you know, if they are in agreement that, hey, things have shifted uh, in this virtual world, maybe we're not feeling as connected, why not just brainstorm some ideas with the team and see what they come up with? I do think that uh, helps even just from a buy-in perspective. So I'd encourage you to discuss it with your team, see what you all can come up with. Um, two, obviously our resource is uh, us. Um, you know, happy to talk with you more about it uh, and or um, happy to help even lead an experience. So I know sometimes people are like, I don't know if I really want to lead that, um, but why not reach out to uh, people who have been doing this work for a long time and really have had some success uh, doing it. Um, you know, so those are the things that, uh, at least right now make my radar around, uh, some next steps and some resources that you could use.
0: Lance Satterthwaite, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I'm going to leave you with one last piece. Um, we know about, uh, Uh, what they say about cats and dogs is you know uh, they fight like cats and dogs and so I'm just going to share I I talked about a picture this is my uh, cat and dog uh, getting along well so if we can do it with cats and dogs we can definitely do it with human beings.
0: So thanks for sharing your cat and dog getting on well on a mug with us and and absolutely I think uh, the challenge of building connections is we've just been given another obstacle. We're going to make it successful. We can make it successful. It's just a matter of approaching it from a slightly different angle. So Lance, thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for offering your support of anybody that is looking to do some team building online and you can be reached at uh, humanity.com. Thanks for listening. Lance Satterthwaite. Thanks very much. You've been listening to the humanity leadership podcast. I'm David Wheatley. And we're brought to you by the book, What Great Teams Do Great, available now at all good bookstores. Thanks to Brian Spencer and Finkel for the music. Please share any feedback and suggestions. I'm available through humanity.com, And uh, go to iTunes, like, subscribe, and leave us a review so that other people can find us. In the meantime, until next time we meet, stay healthy.